Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Action fanatics, welcome to episode 100 of the Bulletproof Podcast. I'm your host, Chris the Brain. Joining me for this milestone edition of the podcast, who else could it be but the man who got me involved in this mess, the man who's been with me on more of these podcasts than anybody else. He is back, everybody, Chad Cruz. Thank you so much, Mr. Brain, for uh, what, you know, just what a wonderful introduction. And, and I know that I mean a lot to you. And by you inviting me on this episode, it I know it really makes you feel pretty good about yourself. I mean, it's a very special time for Bulletproof Action and the Bulletproof Podcast. Episode 100, we are about to celebrate nine years of BulletproofAction.com, which Holy is shit. insanity to think how time has flown by. It has. It really has. And it's funny because when you do something like this for this long, you forget about the early years and how awful and miserable they were. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it makes everything a little bit better. When you, when you look back at, you know, when we started this website, when we started bullperfection.com, we were posting twice a day. Yeah. We were, uh, we were pumping out content. We were, we were trying to be Menachem Golan and Yoram Globus, just content, content, yeah. content. Right. And you know what? Some might say that our quality was actually worse than some of his quality stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, I definitely feel that it took a bit to, to get warmed up and get, get in my groove. I know just personally speaking and yeah. Uh, you know, it, it I'm happens. still searching for my groove by the way. <laughs> uh, well, one day you'll find it. And uh, <laughs> we are going to be joined momentarily by friend of the site, somebody who's been with us for quite a long time as, as a fan of the site and has, you know, contributed here and there uh, when he can, Mr. Paul London will be with us and who better to talk over the top with a man who is pretty much over the top almost all the time. All the time. Yeah. Not almost. He is over the top That's all true. the time. And it's, it's great because it's a perfect movie for him. I think not just because he kind of lives that lifestyle of being uh a wild man, yeah. but he, uh, he absolutely adores this film. He does. And, and he saw one of the people in it naked. So, uh, you know, that's always helpful. At least one, at least one. That. That's true. Yeah. That's true. At least one of them naked. Um, but you know, while we're talking about friends of the site, I do want to mention our friend, Michael Worth, and I don't know if yes. you saw the news, but, uh, he's got a little crowdfunding thing going on on Indiegogo for a movie that, is looking to be a modern day version of an old school Hong Kong movie and uh, bringing some Kung Fu legends to the table, potentially dragon Lee, Bruce Lai, Bruce Lay, Angela Mao. I mean, this is, this is potentially something that I think a lot of our listeners and definitely people who check out our website would be interested in Chad. 
Yeah, it seems like a real who's who uh, of of kind of the legends of that era and and the people that, you know, guys like us talk about still to this day, you know, in, in reverence and awe. Like, man, these films were were so incredible and so ahead of their time and and so much, you know, to be fair, so much better than what was being pumped out in Hollywood and other places. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool to see it come together and uh and come out of that kind of vision stage and that dream stage and, and, and hopefully move into reality. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so if you want to check that out, it's Indiegogo. Uh, House of Fangs is the working title for the movie right now. Um, and yeah, you can also check out bulletproofaction.com as I did share that information on our site. Um, and again, it is, we are heading towards our ninth anniversary on bulletproofaction.com. Uh, and we got a big, new image countdown coming up on the actual date of our anniversary, which was August 29th. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. Some gr- interesting titles are going to be on that countdown chat. Some that I've never seen uh, that I'm kind of interested in checking out. That's There's why seven. I love doing, you know, doing these lists because we get, you know, guest input. It's not just us. We got guests and uh, they always come up with some interesting suggestions. Right. And that's why you kind of surround yourself with people who are, typically smarter than, than we are, right. uh, or, or more informed so we can learn from them at the same time, you know, we can kind of decipher some of this information and, and, and give it to, to the fans of bulletproofaction.com, but we can also learn from our buddies too. So that, um, that's why we bring on so many people and we love having guys like Paul London and, and the toy man and, and these guys who, who, uh, you know, they may have only been on the site or on the podcast for the last few years, but they've been fans of the genre as long or longer than we have exactly exactly so definitely want to check that i want to check out bulletproofaction.com as often as possible people you yeah, know dozens i did of times a, a day. You know, i did a, a piece that you inspired chad that the uh what if there was an a-team movie in 1996 and that got uh, quite a bit of traffic and so if you missed out on that go check that out people seem to like that those are you know what those remind me of brain uh What's that i remember back in probably the late nineties. Um, and you would go on these like wrestling forums and mm-hmm. such. And you would say, what if you, they had WCW versus WWF and you would met, put these matchups together and you would, you would fantasy book all these things, you know, and as kids, you know, I know you did. I did it as well. We fantasy booked with action figures and, and, and anything we could fight with, but, oh, yeah. but to do it with living wrestlers, it felt so cool. And that's kind of what we're doing with these movies. What if we could fantasy book our own film or our own series in whatever year we determined uh, we wanted to use. And, and uh, yeah, it's just really fun. And it's great to see that people actually enjoy reading about it. So. Yeah, definitely was one of those. I enjoyed doing it. And then obviously when it's always better when people actually read the stuff. Right. I mean, there, there's plenty of posts that I'm like, you know, that was pretty good. And then 12 people read it and it's like, well, right. Eventually my Dolph, it might find an audience. But right. My happy birthday, Dolph Lundgren post is, uh, of course it just doesn't get enough eyes on it. I find Yeah, Matt, Matt Spector loves that one. I think he just, <laughs> I think he just loves the, uh, fine artwork. The, the Photoshop. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think you should use the term Photoshop yes, for what you did more like paint. It's a legendary post. It really is. I think, uh, when we look back after episode 500. Oh, and, wow. We're going to do and, 400 more of these in 30 years of doing Jesus, this website. Oh my God. 
and writing is trash. Um, we'll look back at that post as probably the best one we've ever put well, together. I know that's the you believe it was your best. <laughs> and if you no, all yeah. want, if you all want to check that out, <laughs> you know, just use the search feature on bulletproofvention.com yep. and you can find that. Uh, Chad loves that post. I, I try to forget about it as often as I can, but uh, you know, that that's the way it goes. All right. What we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, it is going to be me, you and Paul London talking over the top. We are back here on episode 100 of the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain, Chad Cruz, and now, as promised, joining us, it is the one and only Paul London. P.L., welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, we needed something special for episode 100, and you're the most special person I know. Thanks. That's so kind. (laughs) It sounds like he's climbing out of his semi-truck right now. I am. Out or up into it. I don't know which. I'm just doing some pull-ups on the outside of it, actually. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. We, sh- we should have recorded this episode, the three of us, inside a semi-truck trailer. Yeah. That would have yeah. been pretty good. Sticky yeah. situation if you picked the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, you don't want to be like a accidental lot lizard. Yeah, well, we were trying to line up a, an interview with Sally Two-Shoes. She's one of the most notorious lot lizards <laughs> And all of the Western Nevada hemisphere. So she mm. was unavailable. I think she's actually dead now. But uh, yeah, lot lizards, give it up for them. I'm gonna pour one out for her right now. And this is why this is an audio only podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. uh, yeah, we are, we are talking over the top. It is a canon classic that was released on February thirteenth, nineteen eighty seven, and it doesn't get any more canon than this because it was directed. By the one and only Manaka Golan, personal hero. Uh, yeah. We get the opening credits. We get In This Country by Robin Zander, and we may as well just talk about it right at the top. This movie has an epic soundtrack. PL, this oh. movie has so many great songs. So many great songs that you just you want to meet them all halfway. Mm. Um, they're really fantastic. You know, the winner takes them all. Loser takes the fall. Now it's funny because as epic as the soundtrack and the music is, that really adds to the the visuals and the storytelling and the acting. I feel like everything in this film is on equal par with the other elements that make this such a a timeless classic. Um, you know, I feel like you know the the music may not have won any awards, but it was great. The acting may not have won any awards, but it was great for for this story. Um, the delivery, the direction. I mean, this is easily Menachem's best film uh, after The Apple. And <laughs> I think um, it's just a real timepiece for for classic cinema, classic Stallone. Uh, but when you said that it came out on February 13th, it made me wonder how many people, 
guys in particular, you know, um, might have tricked or duped their girlfriends into going to mm. see this as like a Valentine's movie. Because that's a very odd uh, release date. Like, you would hope that this would have been like a summer blockbuster. I'm sure it would have competed with... I'm trying to think of what else came out. Was this 84? 87, 83. sir. 87, duh. We're, we're talking duh. Predator. We're talking uh, yeah. Robocop. It it really is a strange time to release a movie that has zero love interests in it. Zero. Uh, the one female in the movie dies. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like it's pretty it's pretty grim. It's, you know? it's kind Unless... of your an, your anti Valentine's Day film. Like you go see this when you're single, and you know you love to fucking rock out, and yeah, you know you love turning your hat around backwards. Yeah, well, I mean, I could see how it might have appealed to like chicken hawks or something that maybe wanted to go to the, the theater by themselves. But uh, I mean, it's I love it. I think it's great, and I'm excited to be here talking about it with you guys. You got to remember, a year earlier on Valentine's Day itself, the Delta Force came out. Hmm. So Canon, really? yeah, Canon was was appealing to single men. Uh, who who may have been very depressed on Valentine's Day weekend and said, you know what, we're here for you guys. Or again, if you could convince your significant other, your girlfriend, to go to one of these movies with you, you knew she was the one. Yeah, I mean, how many girlfriends do you think twisted their guy's arms into being like, mm-hmm. we're going to see Over the Top. I am not yeah, going I'm- to see. <laughs> Whatever, still Magnolias. I'm not going to see any of that. I'm a little sad, PL, because I mentioned songs. You didn't want to take that easy one. Chad Cruz. We start off, we see some military school graduation footage. Yes. We get uh, Lincoln Hawk, played by, of course, Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. uh, getting ready. He's on his way. He's cleaning his truck, getting himself ready. And then we see his son, Mike Cutler, played by David Mendenhall. Um, yes. And he's realizing nobody from his family is at the ceremony, which it's got to be a little sad for the kid. It's kind of a bummer, especially when uh, you know his grandfather, uh, I'm assuming, paid for his way into this military, this prestigious military right. academy. And uh it's obviously pulling some strings for him, and then he's not there. And you know, uh, we later learn that Mike, little Mike's mother, is sick. Um, but but brain, the, the more concerning thing to me here isn't that his family didn't show up for the ceremony. It's that Mike Cutler, um, when he eventually does take his father's last name of Hawk, his yeah. name will be Mike Hawk. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of uh, an Indiegogo you wanted to start. It is. I know. I, you know, and I, I felt like I, it was not the right place to bring this up earlier. We talked about Michael Worth and his, his wonderful campaign that he's got going on now with, uh, uh, what was it? House of Fang. House of Fangs. House of Fangs. We need PL to get involved in that movie. And I think that it would be the perfect project for him. But for my project, you know, PL, the the offers extended to you for my project as well. But I wanted to really promote this idea uh of my campaign that's that's about to be released soon and i'll, I'll keep you updated brain but it's uh it, it's still sort of similar based on some of the same ideals and some of the same concepts but it's called a uh, house of wangs and uh yeah i mean and, and you know if you want more information i'd say just no. uh run a google search on house no, of wangs don't do it people i think you'll all be pleasantly don't surprised do it. I, I think pl may have i think pl may have left are you still there pl i, think I don't he... blame him I think he had enough of you. He's gone. He's gone. We're moving on. We lost uh, him. We've lost him. He'll be back, possibly. 
Maybe. <laughs> uh, so Lincoln. Where is my? Oh, I there, he, there he is. Perfect. What happened? I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't was, know. I was lost in the hall of dongs. Yeah, well, there um, you go. Yeah, it's, it's like you got punished for not taking the uh, easy home run that I teed up for you when I said songs. I was punishing my songs. Thank you. I was punishing. I was punishing myself. Thank you. I was waiting for Gwildor. We but have- no. Where are you at? Dongs. There'll be self-punishment on House of Wangs, too, by the way. Uh, They'll be like, Wangs? You didn't tell me you were a dong maker. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I I was waiting for the Gwildor. Yeah. Dong. There we got him. We got, okay. You can put Gwildor away now. Uh, No. (laughs) I'm a key maker. Um, I'll never put Gwildor away. I feel like Billy Barty should have ha- should have had a role in this film. One <laughs> yeah, of the, Billy one Barty of the... should have been in every canon film. He could have I hosted agree. the competition at the end. Did you know what? that Charles Ban- Charles wanted <laughs> Billy Barty to be the troll, but it was yeah. John Carl Beekler who pitched for Phil Fondacaro, and then they yeah. ended up making the troll suit specific to Phil Fondacaro so that there would be no question about it and they had to give him the role. But originally they wanted Billy Barty. At least Charles Mann wanted Billy Barty. I don't blame him. Billy Barty, uh, I just saw him the other day. I was watching Willow with my son. Yeah. That was so awesome. Throws the bones down and he like tries to act like he knows what he's talking about. Just follow the river. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. He's great. Uh, I saw him the other day too on Celebrity Bowling. Yeah, you sent me that clip. That was great. What? He was good. Yeah. Yeah. What's his handicap? Uh, he's short. Uh, oh. He's. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he throws the ball and it goes really slow. But like, it's on point for the most part. Like, he's. Oh, yeah. He's, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's really bowling, consistent. Bowling is really one of those sports to where if you're going to be, if you're handicapped or if you're in a situation similar to his, you can still be damn good at it. Yeah, you could be five hundred. Oh pounds. yeah, you could be a a little person. You could be a kid. Yeah. You, it it's really a it, it's an even playing field. It for is. A lot yeah, of I'm surprised there was no bowling in this movie and in, in over the top because it seems like the perfect environment for for some bowl- arm wrestling. At yeah, the, for uh, some like arm the, re- yeah, yeah at the bowling alley. You know, the like bowling alley bar. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the '80s '80s bowlers were like these fat bastards. And yeah. Stallone's a peak physical condition here. I mean, he's a he's a beast. And yeah, but can the his, same be said Mike for Hawks the other the people? I mean, yeah, but you're right. Even the other – I mean, I guess the most – if you can call him out of shape in this whole movie would be Bull, Bull Hurley. But even he, like, you don't want to mess with him. That's a, He's like uh, a monster truck tire. He's um, thick. Yeah, he's great. So I'll just point out that this military school that Mike uh, – soon to be Mike Hawk uh, is um, – <laughs> leaving and graduating from which i think is a real moment of self-exploration too it just shows how immature mike soon to be mike cock is that he's not taking this as a moment of self-introspection of like i have all these people in my life how come not a single one of them is here what does that say about me right um but no, it's always someone else's fault uh but i think they shot that i want to say in pomona that might have been in pomona that military camp. Um, it, it's also a bit strange because Sly spends so much time getting ready that he's actually late. Yeah, yeah. he spends way more time. Get, like, <laughs> had he just thrown on some some you know uh, dungarees? 
splash yeah. some brood on his face. Some brood, thank you. Oh, yeah. Just uh, put the suspenders up. He would have been good to go. Put the hat forward. He would have been good to go. Yeah, I mean, um, he took all that time. He shows up. He goes up to the school, and people look at him like they've never seen another human being in their life. No, of course not. It's Maybe about, it's because he was so, yeah. he's so handsome. I think that's why. He might have been the brute. Peak physical condition. <laughs> they've never seen a man in peak physical condition. That must. That's right. That's right. Driving a truck. The only only people transport and haul things in those things. They don't drive them for leisure. And, and he actually bathed himself using truck wash. So he probably yeah. had some weird like. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. That's right. Got to wash off the lizard slime. Um. So, so yeah, uh, Mike. Mike's grandfather did send a limo to come pick him up. Grandfather couldn't be there, but at least the limo's there. But just That's before right. Mike gets in, he gets word that the colonel needs to see him. Um, and when he gets to the colonel's office, there ah. is his dad, Lincoln. This um, would have been a great role for Billy Barty as the colonel. It- <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. That'd have been awesome. Uh, yeah, he's uh, like overpowering this table. He's like. Someone here to see you, Mike. And then he walks in, and then Billy Barty like disappears out of frame as he hops down and like kind of waddles around the table. <laughs> Say hello to your father. Um, now he's Yoda. I don't. Yeah, I was. It was a mixture. Uh, I mean, Gwador is kind of Yoda-ish. Yeah, yeah. true. He's like Dad. A- <laughs> Victory. <laughs> he's Yoda. Yeah, Yoda's better hair. You didn't tell me you had a dad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he introduces him. He shows the may we see ID of this man, please, sir. Like you, oh, you yeah. hate this kid right off the bat. Like you yeah. can't, you don't like this kid. You can see I, why I nobody say, showed up. I, I will say, you know, in today's world, that actually seems like a legitimate thing you should make sense. For. Yeah, but back then, he's like, no, are you? No, we're just gonna let this man who showed up and said. You belong to him. Take you. What a nerd. Yeah, total nerd. Especially later at the diner when he orders the milk and the peanut butter or whatever, the crust cut off. You think little it was t- tuna. It was tuna. Fucking twerp. Dweeb. <laughs> um, well, yeah, Lincoln does have some wedding photos, so it's proof that he is the one who, who uh, banged maybe, his mom. Maybe they oh. were saying something about the uh, – the officers, the people in officer training, you know, for the military. Maybe. You know, maybe. Vietnam, Lincoln, all those officers yeah. died. That's true. It's got to be it. Lincoln Hawk, he's like, I took these off my LinkedIn, but this is us married before I got rid of this little brat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It sucks. So now we're, we're, we're riding. He's like, you expect me yeah. to go in that Oh yeah, he's re- yeah. Mike is like at this point the least likable character in the entire movie. Maybe at in the entire point, canon universe. Yeah, I mean when you get outacted by a a midget in a monkey suit, and what, what was <laughs> going that other Yeah, going. going yeah, come on. And that wasn't Billy Barty either. No, but uh, there was probably a little bit more physicality than uh, Billy was able to do at that point is we need to we need to do a going bananas retrospective all right anytime (laughs) you'd like to we'll get you we'll get you back on for it anytime anytime love it bananas father Uh, (laughs) hawk you didn't tell me you were on my cock 
Uh, Yours or mine? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're driving. We're on the road. We're on the road. Mm. This is where you, you mentioned, Chad. We find out the mom is, is sick. She's about to have open heart surgery. And it was her idea that uh, Mike and Lincoln spend some time together. And what better way to do that than on the open road as they oh, go yes. from wherever oh. the hell this military school is to California. Uh, and uh, it, may, it may all be in California. California's a very big state, PL, as you well know. Yeah, I want to say that the military school is further inland. Um, that hospital is definitely north of LA all of you because I've been there I've had uh, stitches, stitches and yeah. staples taken out of all of you I've had my finger injected with some sort of weird serum that oh, took the swelling I mean, I've been to all of you quite a bit so this is uh, it's a touching this is a very touching film for me it's very personal I, for you. Yeah. I it could actually, really see it really is it really is that's a real hospital I've been there many times in the middle of the night you have a hat like Lincoln Hawk. I have. I have a hat. I've got the suspenders, got the dirty shirt, um, the brute. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to it later. We, you know, hope maybe I won't be here for that. But the mom, the whole mom <laughs> subplot is heartbreaking. It is. I can I can imagine the mom asking Lincoln to to drive there and pick him up, and him being very concerned about how much. Uh, fuel costed so he's like he's still doing jobs like on the way there and on the way back he's like taking the son to to see his dying mom and he's like still dropping off loads uh not the lot lizards but uh right. trucking, yeah, trucking loads. Sun, of course yeah. i'm surprised uh, we don't see we don't really see him working in this movie do we i mean the work well, of the he's, arm he's wrestler transporting sure. the brute at one point yeah he's got the the trailer he's on got, the back and then the it's gone so you have to yeah. assume oh, you're either right. you, Either used That's it all true. or he got rid of it. Yeah. He's selling it hot off the back. <laughs> That's right. So Mike's like, you know, she's trying to make some talk. You can have a conversation. You're in the car with, or the truck with the guy, the kid. Let's talk. Let's let's get to know one another. No need to make conversation. And you just realize, like, this would be the ride from hell. I remember at my my former job at one point it was like oh we might go on a car ride to chicago and it would be me and just me and my boss in the car and i was like i will die if this happens luckily it never (laughs) happened but i was like that that's it would be similar to this like i'd probably be the one being like no need to make conversation with me sir i'll just sit here and play on my phone um but yeah um mike does notice all the pictures and like kind of like how How'd you get these? Well, your mother sent them to me. Well, if she was sending you stuff, why weren't you sending me anything? And we get a odd, like, this is never really explained why these letters and birthday cards were never given to Mike. There's a lot of mystery to this movie. It fe- I, I, I just assume Grandpa withheld them, right? Yeah, but they were. he found them in the, in the mom's room. You would think Grandpa would have just destroyed them. Yeah, that's true. My son, I asked. I watched this with yeah. my nine-year-old, and he asked the same question. To be honest, he was like, "Why didn't the kids see those? They're in yeah. the drawer." Is Grandpa in cahoots with Sesame Street? Yeah, this is why some would say. I know our friend of the show, Oliver Kane, believes the mother is the biggest villain in this movie. Mom. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, she dies, so. Yeah, she dies. She is quite the manipulator. Um, so at this point, Mike does the old pull over, I'm feeling sick routine, which we talked about mm-hmm. in our Captain America podcast, Chad. Works every uh, time. And, uh, you know, then proceeds to run into traffic, which, you know, maybe he really wasn't sick, but he was almost dead. Uh, and nearly caused other people to potentially die because they're slamming on their brakes. and Selfish little bastard. I- exactly. Um, and Mike's jacket gets torn in the process, which, of course, he just, well, don't worry, we'll bill you for it. Um, because Mike's a, a, a little, yeah, he's a little he's, jerk. He's a dick. He, he definitely is. And now, where does he get his dickishness from? Maybe this man, Jason Cutler, his grandfather, played by the one and only... Robert Loja, who is obviously not happy that uh, the colonel let Lincoln Hawk, the worthless bastard that he is, take his grandson. But my point here is, why wasn't he just at... If he was at the graduation, this movie doesn't happen. No. So who else is to blame here? The mom. The mom. The, the father, grandfather. Yeah. Pussy father. I, I feel like he's uh you know he's he's a very wealthy man he's very busy, and he's oh. always prioritized his own uh you know his own business over his family, and well, that's and, his biggest mistake because you don't buy love man, god you don't damn buy it, him. you let the love shine through. I mean, you think you can buy your grandson's love? You think you can buy your your wife's life? There ain't no price on that. No, there really isn't. <laughs> Over the top, folks. Just like I said. Uh, Lincoln and Mike do stop for lunch. Uh, Mike tells him he's going to that his father will die of cholesterol poisoning, which I've never heard it really worded in that fashion before. It's true. Um, and uh, does not like the idea of uh, fried chicken for lunch. Instead, he gets tuna on wheat. Hmm. The crust cut off with on wheat, ma'am. A glass of milk, because I'm a little pussy. (laughs) Well, while they're at this truck stop, which Mike also referred to as a zoo, um, and he might be onto something, because we get a very rough character named Smasher. Mm -hmm. I thought this was Blaster. No, that's the big... That's... uh, Bull Hurley, I think, is also known as Blaster. Oh, yeah, okay. Blaster is... He has the the t-shirt that says Blaster, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Smasher, played by Magic Schwartz, who may also be in your House of Wings movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, So is Blaster. He was the racquetball fighter in Lionheart. He played Poker in Stone Cold. And he was Mad Dog Joe DeCurso in Grunt the Wrestling Movie. You hawk, I'm Smasher. Now I don't believe anything. You don't believe anything. That's good. <laughs> I heard you're the best. Don't hear everything you believe. <laughs> Smasher's creepy. Yeah. Right? He's like a mixture of Dave Schultz. And, I was to say Dr. D. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And Sid. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's he's he's no joke. Could you so imagine maybe a little Rick on... Rogers, too? Going on a road trip with Smasher to you know cross country. I'm sure you. Uh, I'm sure you've ridden with yeah. some uh, some interesting characters in your days. Oh yeah, yeah. These are the kind of guys that 
go home on their days off and they ride their motocross bikes in their hillbilly mountains and <laughs> videotape themselves yeah. shooting fireworks out of their asses. Here, here we go. <laughs> and, you know, yep. really, really some hillbilly characters. And so what is young, what is young Mike, soon to be Mike Kark, to think that his father is this swindler who gets approached by motocross hillbillies in bars named Smasher, challenging him to an arm wrestling contest. What is this arm wrestling? This is this is Neanderthal stuff, right? And, uh, and then in one of the weirder moments, we see a strange, bulky, bald, bear-looking type character come up and grace his big mitts over the young, fresh... Innocent Uncle hands Mike, of Mike Michael Mike Hawk, and be like, "What are you doing with that guy?" And then he like, "That's my father." Or so, or what does he say? He's like, "It's too bad." Or what? I yeah, can't remember what he said. That. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's he right. Like, but that, what are you doing with that guy? That that opening line is, I I just love it. I think it's a work of art. That's our introduction to Bo Hurley. And uh, Lincoln does the uh, old flipping of the switch and then does the old over-the-top move, and he beats Smasher. Yeah. But uh, Bull is not impressed by this and says, hey, let's – he says, Lincoln, let's do this. But Lincoln says, no, let's wait for Vegas. But Bull like, you don't have a prayer in Vegas, you yellow <laughs> bastard. <laughs> And then Mike calls his father, accuses him of being a hustler. And Which now he kind of is. He is. He, he most definitely. Um, but hey, you get, it's the '80s. It's the '80s, and again, he, he's not able to take as many trucking jobs with his kids, yeah. so he needs to make some. Yeah, money. yeah you got to pay for them tuna sandwiches somehow. Right, they ain't free. Talk about dead weight, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Before, so now they're gonna call call Christina, uh, Christina Hawk, Mike's mom. Lincoln's estranged wife. Um, and, uh, yeah, now they're back on the road, and Mike is doing what you never do to the driver, is you don't mess with the radio. That's like a, a rule. Ah. The driver picks the radio station. Right? Until, um, he, unless, rel- until he relinquishes it. Right, unless he says, you want. right, exactly. Thank you. That's the rule. That gets a thing, and then out of the blue, Mike just says, "Are you still uh, still dealing drugs?" <laughs> Straight up, calls him out on it. Yeah, like you would have thought that may have been an earlier question when he didn't want to make conversation if he's so interested. But uh, apparently, that's just one of these fun facts that Mike got from his grandfather. And Lincoln said he never did deal drugs, and the only mistake he's ever made was leaving his family, which we never really get the reasoning behind other than the father-in-law was a pain in the ass, but yeah, I hated arm wrestling. Apparently. So there, there's a few pieces of this movie that, you know, are missing uh, like that piece. Mm-hmm. And it's just really never brought up. Like uh, it feels like the movie is unfinished. Like there's an extra 17 minutes somewhere that goes into a little bit more about why he left and, I don't know. It's just kind of a. It's an Karina, odd. Who, 
who wrote this gem? Oh, it's not a Furstenberg, see. is it? No, it's no, a, no, 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 no. It's uh, Gary Conway, David Inkelbach. Da- yeah, da- David oh. Inkelbach. Yeah, he's Sterling Siliphant. Okay. Yeah, David Engelbach, I know, is on the documentary and said, like, you know, they ruined his script, which, of course, he also said, oh. I wish to. He, he's one of, you know, it's one of those, everybody ruins everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny to say this is a, a ruined project when it's, like, so beloved by so many people. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. Fuck you, is what I say. It, it probably would have been even more beloved, but. Uh, yes. Uh, so yeah, we find that was a lie. Uh, meanwhile, Jason Cutler is visiting his daughter in the hospital. Um, and he again now expresses his disappointment that she wants Mike to know his father. He's not Mike's father. You know, I've been his father for the last 12 years. And again, I say, then why the hell weren't you at the graduation? You rich son of a bitch. Bastard. Mm. Uh, and, but now we get introduced to a great character jason's muscle an old friend of yours pl he plays rooker played by the one and only terry oh yeah sucking on eggs those dirty dogs they don't know what's coming their way rooker is the junkyard dog to mr cutler and he might have his curly soul glow fro going with his suit Make no mistake about it, this man is a killer. Do you think that's the same suit he wore when he was like the judge for that Ricky Steamboat Ric Flair match? Or he had a tuxedo. He had a tuxedo. Oh, yeah, that, I think. yeah. That's his suit from his wedding right there. Oh, all right. It might be. Yeah. yeah. It might be. So yeah, we, we get the Funker, which is always good to see. Uh was this before or after uh, Roadhouse, uh, Full House, Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crossover! I need it. Yeah, it was. This would have been before Roadhouse. I believe was eighty nine. Okay, that's okay. Full Roadhouse, nice. Uh, so yeah, the, now Lincoln and Mike on the road. They're gonna call it a night. Mike's like, "Well, I don't see a hotel around. That's because you're sleeping in the truck, you little jackass." What so, did you learn in military school, you little pansy? Exactly, like, like yeah, think in the military go to the battlefield, yeah, right. and have like okay, we're sword. calling it a day. Yeah. Let's go back to the hotel. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> pull out your sweets. <sighs> Dumb shit. <laughs> we get Kenny Loggins, meet me halfway, and you know, oh. obviously, oh. this is the song songs on this amazing soundtrack. Songs of songs. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, and, and you know, you gotta want. You know, obviously, Menachem Golan had big plans for all his movies, but yeah. when you have a movie starring Sylvester Stallone with a s- original song written by Kenny Loggins, who at this point had done Caddyshack, had done uh, Footloose, Footloose, I was about to say, yeah, and Footloose. Danger Zone. I mean, oh. and now he tops it all off with Meet Me Halfway. Yeah. You sounded like Casey Kasem there for a second. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Coming in at this week's top footy is number one Kenny Loggins. It's number with, one with a bullet. That's it. Halfway. halfway. You know, it's interesting, it. Chad. Uh, this mo- this podcast was actually going to be our episode 50. 
Yeah. Because we were going to be halfway to 100, but then I found out the world meets no one halfway, so we just saved it for 100. Boom. That's so brilliant of you. Actually, uh, actually I just made that up. I actually wish that 50 would have been halfway, because that would mean this would be the last one. <laughs> so I think the oh. listeners would agree. Listeners would agree that if this were the the bookend to our podcasting career, it would be. It a, might a, be. I don't know if we're going to be able to perfect top way it. to end it. Uh, but yeah, we, we get the meet me halfway. We get the morning workout. Um, and it's all brought to you by brute brute. It smells like a man. <laughs> and let me just add, I think the meet, I think the placement of meet me halfway is genius because you think it's halfway through what, the movie. No, hold your horses. Okay. Whoa. What I think is the thing is like, we're starting to, we immediately get all this resistance from Mike. He's a little prick, uh, you know, and just by him asking questions and not going completely silent because that would have sucked for a movie. Also, um, you know, you're starting to see him. You're starting to see Lincoln kind of get into the cracks a little bit. Yeah. Who is this Mike Cutler? Uh, and vice versa. And so I think the placement of the song is, in a way, a hope spot that pays off because, you know, you're. it's the metaphor behind it, right? And that they hope that they can soon see eye to eye and that they're each other's not as bad as they give off the, the perception and that, in truth, as we will see in 65 minutes or whatever later, uh, they're all right. They met halfway and they're all right. And you know what, Brain? I don't know if you knew this, but I used to, uh, among the many things I've done in my in my day, I used to uh, tutor uh, kids. Uh, I used to tutor special needs kids. Oh, and, wow. Uh, anytime I had a kid graduate... I always made sure in the graduation card that I delivered, hand delivered by, by God, uh, to write, you know, the world meets nobody halfway. You know, if you want something, you have to go out and get it. And that, that was my line. That you stole. You put, that I stole. I'm assuming all of them did well in life. Did you put KL, KL, the initials KL at the bottom? <laughs> I put uh, M, Mike Hawk <laughs> at the bottom. Of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Life only meets you halfway when you're talking. Did we lose PL? I think we lost him again. (laughs) Hopefully he comes back with that, finishing that sentence. I'm back. I'm back. Yes. So when my screen goes blank, it cuts me off audibly. But I was simply pointing out that life only meets you halfway when you're talking about my cock. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Glad, Glad we waited for you to come back. Uh, so there work. He's got a little workout gimmick in in the truck, so he could work out while driving. Got to keep one that. one arm. But. One arm. Yeah. No, he does left arm at one point. I think he does the other arm doing something else when Mike's not around. Usually, atrophy but. wasn't really a big deal back then. Okay, we had weeder <laughs> products. It's true. Yeah, yeah, bodybuilding. Well, t- tell that to Mister Wonderful. Anyway, Mike has to interject yeah. that there is more to life than just muscles. And then goes into a dissertation about social scales and theorizes that the mental age for a trucker is probably between 11 and 13. 
What an asshole. He is. Yeah, he's yeah. horrible. Tell uh, Smasher that is what I would say. Yeah, and oh, so, so tell that, any of them that. <laughs> yeah, say it to their face. Yeah, oil drum guy who drinks it and eats it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> say it to Billy Barty and see what he tells you. Oh. <laughs> Blaster <Berries>? Billy Barty. <laughs> yeah. Won't you? I like that. Yeah. So Lincoln's had enough of this shit. And he's like, okay, smart guy. Why don't you drive since it's so easy that, you know, a dummy could do it. The 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 monkey from Going Bananas could do it. Why don't you do yeah. it? And then Mike has to bring up his dune buggy experience because that doesn't matter. And, you know, gets behind the <laughs> wheel. And it's got a, it's a bit of a herky-jerky experience to start. Uh, but Dad provided the guidance. And Mike starts to drive on his own. And for the first time in this movie, he actually seems happy. Yay! So like you said, PL, they're, they're getting there. To, mm-hmm. he, he's getting in the cracks there. Uh, he got Mike Hawk in his cracks. He did. Thank you. Jason Cutler, meanwhile, plotting with his personal secretary named Tim. Ah. Tim. <laughs> Tim, Tim, get it. Go call the lawyer. Um, Lincoln and Mike once again stop for a meal, uh, and this is where I, I know this is a favorite. Oh. This is a favorite scene <laughs> coming up. So this I don't, is just this is it. pivotal. It's yours, it's yours PL. Take us through it. In this pivotal scene, as they're leaving their dining experience, young Mike. And Elder Lincoln passed along a couple of young toughs at the pinball machines. And we see a lightning bolt, or actually more of a light bulb, a dim light bulb, but a light bulb, go off over Lincoln's head. Due to his mental age. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, he might have another life as a boxer. But... um who thinks, hey, Mike, come here for a second. And coaxes his young, soon-to-be Mike Hawk, into coming back into the arcade area of this ratty little diner. Looks like it's in the middle of white trash America. <laughs> and uh, decides to play bookie. Bookie and pimp for young Mike Hawk, soon-to-be. And um, goes up to the this, you know, early incarnation of Bobby Budnick and his uh, stupid friends and lays down the challenge without even consulting his client. Mike <laughs> lays out the challenge. Hey, t- two to one, my son could beat yours in an arm wrestling match or whatever he says to him. In which the the... Prequel Bobby Budnick leans forward and he goes, Kid, if I can't beat you, I'll kill myself. I'd kill myself. Or basically, just uh, serves up some suicide on the event that he can't beat young Mike Hawk. Well, he's not Mike Hawk yet, but he will be. Um, so, this scene, I mean, that line alone, Kid, if I can't beat you, I'll kill myself. Is it I'll kill myself or I'd kill myself? I'd, I'd, I had, kid, if I couldn't beat you, I'd kill myself. It's... Oh. 
that how has that not been lifted as like a soundbite in hit songs? I, like a, I, I, like don't, a, I don't know. Like a Swedish death metal song. Yeah, that shit needs to be sampled till the end of time. That is one of the greatest lines written by Bukorak or whoever the fuck wrote it. Um, Lines? I've got a good line here. I once encountered an arm wrestler outside of the circus, and he said he would beat me or he'd kill himself. Well, guess who's still alive? Um, Yeah, I think Billy Barb probably did write that line. I'm not surprised. Uh, but just an, like uh, the the threat of this ginger uh, <laughs> to be like, if I, I couldn't beat you, I'd kill myself. Do I look that weak? Yes. Do I look like that big of a pussy? Absolutely. Do I look that hateable and easily dominated? Of course. Was he but like that- the uh, 80s version of the uh, Christmas story bully? Uh, I think so. I mean, in, in Mike's breath smelled of tuna, so you know it's oh, like yeah, the least to... intimidating smell you could ever have. <laughs> not brute, for by God, right. not brute. He, yeah, splashed some brute on. He'd scare the piss out of the kid. Uh, but the whole situation—it's too intense for Mike, uh, and he he loses the first one, drops the first fall, runs out. Um, yeah, he's humiliated. He is, and and. Uh, I think we've lost PL again. Okay. Um, but he's humiliated. <laughs> right. uh, and, uh, you know, he thinks Lincoln just wanted to embarrass him and make him a loser like he is. It, you know, it's an interesting concept that maybe that was what he was going for, even though you know, we, we both know that it wasn't. But, right. uh, you know, when you think about the booking of it, Mike dropping the first fall makes the most sense. You really got to build it this does. up. So you got it. You put the the baby face at a disadvantage yeah. and make him climb uphill because then yeah. the eventual victory is all the sweeter. Everybody wants to see my cock grow, <laughs> and no, the best way to do that is to s- step on it, smash it down. Uh, House of Wangs, folks. Uh, House of Wangs on Indiegogo. No, yeah, no, you you won't find that, but you will find House of Fangs, which I do encourage people to actually participate in. Uh so yeah, uh this is where we get the world meets nobody halfway pep talk. Mike comes back now with his game face on, he flips his own switch. He's uh, pissed. He is, and he beats Richie over the top style. They're now tied up. Mike wins the deciding fall. Credits up much of that to good genetics. And, uh, you know, now he's all on board uh, and goes and calls his mom again. And he is just on cloud nine bragging about his that he drove the truck, that he arm wrestling and was a guy was huge and he beat him. Um, And then once he puts Lincoln on the phone, he waits outside. Um, Mm -hmm. Christina tells Lincoln, whatever happens, he needs to stay with Mike. Obviously, she's, you know she's facing her mortality. She knows this is a very, you know, risky surgery she's about to have. Right. Um, and so whatever happens, you need to stay with Mike and try to work things out with my father. Um, and just as she says that some of the goons hired by her father, just straight up abduct, abduct Mike in broad daylight. Yeah. It's, it's a bold strategy. Uh, uh, and even bolder is um, Lincoln's response. 
because he could have very well killed everybody in the car that he was chasing, uh, including his own son. Yeah, he's not fucking around. And when you've got a, uh, I don't know how many tons of machinery under you and he's driving like a bat out of hell, yeah. uh, he could easily have murdered, you know, half a dozen people on that roadway, including my cock. Yeah. Uh, but he catches them and beats the shit out of these guys and they run off, you know, and um, we kind of have this reunion uh, yeah. between him and him and Mike. And um, I mean, at this point it's like, Okay, Cutler will do anything to get his grandson back. Except and go it, to his graduation. Except to go, yeah. But when now he's starting to realize that you know he's slowly slipping away, and uh, and I don't know if I I can just assume that Cutler's got some like spies or some shit that's watching this shit go down, and he's reporting back that you know maybe they're getting along or what have you. But the fact that Mike wants his dad to come after him, and he's not just you know like knowingly walking off with these goons. Right. Um, it just tells you that, you know, that the two of them are starting to get along and it's probably the worst thing for Cutler to see. Right. And yeah. And, and Hawk lets him know, Hey, let, let Cutler know Mike is staying with me because he just promised his wife that that's what was going to happen. Um, uh, Oh, he's back. I, you I'm know back. what I really I missed? went into this long spiel about that ginger Bobby Budnick winning uh, the second or uh, the first round. I went into this like ten minute spiel, and then I realized like <laughs> it was all for nothing because no, I was like, why aren't they? They're really being great listeners. We're um, letting you go, man. Yeah, I was cut off. It, it uh, brutal. So the part that I miss the most is hearing you talk about uh, Richie, the Ginger's friends, and how they berated him afterwards. Oh yeah, they let him have it. it. He probably killed himself anyways, <laughs> um, just off of their ridicule. You know, bullying is no joke. So, yeah, I thought that kid was great. Um, Great scene. So you're at the point now, are we past mom's passing and... No, we're we're just at uh, where Mike got abducted. On the phone. Yes, Mike Mike got abducted. They've they've reunited after a risky move by everyone involved. That's Um, right. And now we cut to Cutler with his lawyer, and the lawyer's like, listen, there's no way a judge is going to grant you custody. Cutler wants him to find a loophole because that's what lawyers do. That's Um, right. Father and son bonding. Uh, We get Lincoln telling Mike about his dream of starting his own company. And here we go. The big question. Why did you leave us? And the answer is reasons. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't okay. say, does he? He said, no. I had my reasons. I admit it was a mistake. And that's it. That's all we get out of him. You know, what would that have done for the film if he really broke down the reasons? Like, would that have dragged it? Did they shoot that, maybe, and just not show it? I mean, I think it keeps uh-huh. the picture going. And Menachem you know, Golan liked to keep his movies short, although he, he <laughs> would be the one that would... Uh, break that rule with like delta force but uh right usually we don't always have the reason that's the, that's the reason we don't always have the reason or way to explain it and we just need our young mike hawks of the world to understand that we don't always have the reason we don't always have the answer and when you can understand that then you are meeting me halfway 
you know, I feel like if we had a reason, yeah. it, it could potentially make you feel um, less positive about Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. And that's a bad thing. So by having no reason. Yeah. It's like, why, didn't they, it's why didn't they all just leave? Maybe, yeah. maybe if he was like, well, your father-in-law is a real fucking asshole and he was getting all over my shit and he was doing this, doing that. So I had to leave. Now he's like a coward. Now he's just like a deadbeat right. dad coward. Right. But by having no reason at all, if he was like, well, I was banging this Mexican chick, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like if he had, then he's uh, a then bad he, guy. Then he's a bad guy. So he's just like, I have my reasons and it was a terrible mistake and I shouldn't have done it. And the okay. thing is, the other thing is he's a freaking truck driver. How often was he going to be home anyway? Right. And I mean, how can he not see that he was basically working for him in a way? It's not like he was banging lot lizards or Mexican hookers or whatever. Like, you know, he's know just. Of. Yeah, I mean, he's got a past that is in question, but I don't think Lincoln gives us any reason throughout this film to question his morals. And he's a good guy. He may not be perfect, but he's a good guy. And if you want to try and replace him with the midget in a monkey suit as a babysitter and a co-star, good luck, Menachem. Good luck. Well, the you're two... just going bananas if that's what you're thinking. Thank you. Uh, beautiful. Mm. The, well done. <laughs> the two the two get to the hospital. And as P.O. pointed out, a hospital he's quite familiar with. All of you... But it, but it's too late. Um, oh. She did not survive the surgery. <clears throat> Mike is obviously upset, and then we realize, you know, if we weren't driving around in that stupid truck, I would have been able to see my mom one more time. Do you know how fast a limo is? Do you? <laughs> well, he would. We been... hadn't delivered all that wonderful brute. Right. Yeah. yeah. They didn't make that brute stop. They may have. They may have made it. <laughs> Fucking Irish. <laughs> Is Brute Irish? It's green, I guess. Irish so. Spring. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm Scottish. <laughs> so that happens. He's upset, and and all that you know, they just had built up this relationship, and it all comes crumbling down, just in oh. that one one moment. Mister, oh. um, late to the party again. Lincoln shows up late to. Christina's funeral and excuses himself uh, almost immediately. Yeah. Um, and you see Mike obviously taking it hard um, as, as anyone would, you, you know, you definitely could feel for Mike, even though he's been a pain in the ass uh, for a good chunk of the movie. I mean, at the end of the day, how old is he in this movie? Nine, 10, eight, I think 12, maybe. I think two, yeah. 12? I think he's, I mean, so he's bef- between five and 15. <laughs> we need to, <laughs> I guess we have to keep that in perspective somewhat, but he's yeah. still a little piece of shit. Here we see uh, Lincoln pondering his next move. Uh, and then he shows up at the front gate of the Cutler estate uh, where Collins greets him and played by Alan Graff, who did tons of stunt work, a lot of second unit work uh, as a director. Uh, he was in Nowhere to Run, Universal Soldier, RoboCop. Nice. He sends Alan him Graff. Away. Alan Graff, yes, nice. uh, sends up. him away and tells him, you know, he's going to call the police if he doesn't go. Uh, so what does our our hero do? Well, he backs up the truck and then guns it and just 
rips right through the gate and right through the frickin' front door of the mansion. Then calls a hey, Mike. Yeah, we we heard you, bud. He destroys yeah. the fountain too, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Now, for those of you who have not been through the Pacific Palisades, these are narrow roads. They're not super narrow, but they're not very wide either. And you don't actually get a good look at any one mansion or house in the Pacific Palisades because they're off the street with these big, long driveways and these gated uh, enclosures. And so, you know, you'll occasionally see these driveways that you look like you could go up onto the street and get some speed building up. And that's exactly what Lincoln did here. You know, just the fact that he could get his 18-wheeler through the streets of Pacific Palisades is quite the feat in itself, much less where does he turn around in order to face the, the color estate. But it's neither here nor there. He burst through the color estate. He destroyed that gate as only he can when he goes over the top. Destroyed that fountain, which is completely useless. Unless old man color is out there himself tanning his disgusting old bald body. <laughs> no. Rooker is obviously the one tanning out there in the front yes. fountain. So he has even more reason to be pissed here. That fountain gets destroyed. The front door gets destroyed. The front door is probably worth more than Smasher's whole life. And so... Poor Smasher. He's, yeah, but he sucks. And he's not a good racquetball player either. Uh, he's got the motocross boots. That's what tipped me off initially. Um, but yeah, Smasher through. Pacific Palisades. What is up? I'm the real fresh prince of this biatch. Um... What up? Where's my son? Give him to me now. Right. And this is where we now get to see Robert Loja in his natural habitat just being fucking enraged. Yelling at people. Mm. Dude, I want him to... I wish I could go back in time and have him fire me from something. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. That would be good. For not I'd just be high like, yeah, keep yeah. going. And then have a heart attack while he's in the middle of it. Oh. <laughs> like a real one? Yeah, like he, well, the, the character. Oh, okay, gotcha. He'd be like, he was just about to tell me his undying secret, but now he's mm -hmm. dying. He's now dead. he's dead, he's yeah. Dead. Yeah, this is, a heel, this is a huge heel moment. Um, was he not in the Sesame Street movie or something? I don't know why I keep mixing him in with Sesame Street characters. I know he reminds me of the old couple on the balcony, but... Mm -hmm. That's the Muppets. Muppets! <laughs> Muppets, Muppets, yeah. of course. That's what I was thinking of. It's all some Jim Henson stuff. Yeah. Was he not? He was in the Muppets movie, wasn't he? He may have been there. There's there's quite a collection of people in those Muppet movies. <laughs> That's true, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, he's the heel in this scene. He lets it be known: you are finished. You right. truck driving, Walmart perusing, white trash, sack of shit. You're going to prison. Yeah. And that's I mean, exactly where my uh, young young Lincoln ends up. He's probably in his 30s. Yeah, he is. But much younger than he is right now. Uh, Rooker <laughs> does come in, uh, subdues Hawk until the cops show up. Uh, because Seduce you have people. Hawk? You, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, drive your car or truck through a person's front door. You will get arrested. Just, just a public service announcement there. 
Mike is up on the balcony looking down, crying because he sees cops loading his dad in the back of the police car. He's had a, a rough, rough go the past few days. Yeah. Um, and that's when Hawk, then we, he is in jail and he gets a visitor and it's none other than Tim. Tim, the pesky person, lawyer. First, no, the sec- personal secretary. Personal secretary, little bastard. And he's got a deal for Hawk. Um, ah, stinks already. If he leaves the state and doesn't contest the custody of Mike, they won't prosecute him for destroying the property. Um, you know, Lincoln's like, well, what does Mike want me to do? Well, why don't you ask him yourself? And we get Mike there. You, you don't know, they also he's... offer him some cash? That's later. Okay. Sorry. I mean, it's a pretty good deal. Can we talk? That's a, that's a good deal. Like, yeah. We're not going to keep you in prison for driving your truck through our mansion. Right. And nearly killing people. Right. Uh, yeah. Cause that, that's some time. You yeah. Know, that's that's doing would... time. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Even in 1987, I think you're doing some time there. Oh yeah. And those prisons back then you're getting AIDS for sure. No doubt. <laughs> All no right. doubt. So you mean like a personal secretary, right? Aid. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Just like Tim. Make some sandwiches. Mike feels, you know, he's at home there. He's comfortable there. Well, obviously, he's living. He's living in a mansion. What, what, what are you going to offer me? Well, all I can offer you is togetherness, and uh, eh, you know, Lincoln. You know, and he hasn't had that, so it's like it, he probably doesn't feel like he's missing anything. He's he doesn't he know feels, what it is. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is. So he doesn't know what love is. Uh, yeah. Lincoln messed up. You know, he wants to make things right. But, uh, you know, if Mike can't do it, then I guess he takes the deal. Um, and and it cru- you could see Lincoln's soul just crushed. Mm. Um, but he understands. And again, mm. the world meets nobody halfway. Um, yeah. And uh, now he may as well go to Vegas and do what he was planning on doing. Banging whores. That's later. Great soundtrack. Sorry, we've talked about it briefly. I'll just point this out right now. Stallone blames the soundtrack for one of the reasons he thinks that the movie did not do well at the box office. Yeah, I don't. It's insane. Yeah, I don't. Insane. The music's a character all in itself. It's part of the reason the movie is so great. Yeah. It's... I, I, I think the like, biggest problem with like this doing that. I don't like him bad mouthing this no. movie. But it's like either. it's not his. It's not his baby. So you know, like he I'm was sure a he big part of Rocky. Four he was a big of the part of Rambo. Budget for his own paycheck. Right. That's the biggest problem. I think is he got so much money, and the movie did poorly. That I mean, you put a Kenny Loggins song in a Stallone movie, it should have been a massive hit. Yeah. What about that? And also, what's his face? Uh, Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think what the budget was projected at 25 million, Stallone's cut was like 15. It's a nice chunk. I mean, I think that's roughly what we're looking at here. That's a lot of brute. So a 25 million dollar budget technically is 10 million. This movie's fucking awesome. They did the best they could. Um, yeah. I don't want to hear it. It's the best arm wrestling movie I've ever seen. Easily. I still am pondering that dream. So, uh, back at the mansion, 
Mike is now going through his mom's stuff, and that's where he finds these letters that why she kept them from him. No one will ever know. Um, Lincoln, did. meanwhile, sells his truck. He'll turn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sells his truck. Grave. Keeps keeps the hawk hood ornament. How how did he sell his truck for seven grand? He just drove it through a building. Hey, that's a, they made trucks to last back then. <laughs> I mean, yeah. drive, you could drive them through a freaking building and barely had a scratch on it. It's Peterbilt, son. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, he keeps the hawk hood ornament, then takes that seven thousand and bets on himself. Uh, he's got twenty to one odds, and the guy at the the windows like that's what I call gambling. Good for yeah. him. And I think this is one of those scenes where we get both the hawk and hawk's name used simultaneously. Yes, nice. we do. I was very confused at I, over the last thirty years. I still don't know what his last name is. Hawks or Hawk? I think it's Hawk. Uh, but I, <laughs> but I did keep a running tally, and I think it's dead even. Yeah, how it was used, like it was Hawk to Hawk, like twelve and twelve. I think was was the wow. final was the final count. Fucking um, Menachem doesn't know plural. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you like Pat Patterson was just pluralizing things that didn't need That's to right. be. Uh, the hype begins for the tournament, and I would like to note, uh, if everyone's listening, this is a double elimination tournament. That means you, you have to lose two times. Except Which is, ironically, the same situation young Mike Cock found himself in at the diner against the yeah. ginger. Yeah. Nobody wants. Yeah, you're right. Um the tournament montage with the Sammy Hagar song "Winner Oof. Takes It All," that song yeah, which Cannon, yeah, Cannon used that. Cannon used that for their Cannes Film Festival like hype, their sizzle reel that they did, uh, where they're like, "We're Cannon, and we're dynamite." Oh. Fuck yeah! You better believe they are. And Chuck Norris, a scene of Chuck Norris popping out of the water. It, like kicks off that video. How are they movie. not around anymore? It just doesn't make any sense. Because the world is cruel. And yeah. it doesn't meet anybody halfway. Yeah. Mm. Pro, uh, I would say poor financial uh, decisions, uh, <clears throat> if we're being accurate. Yeah, I get Yeah, you know, I get Given Sylvester Sloan $15 million for a movie just to get him, and then that movie does not make that. And doing that the same year you also decide to do Superman 4 and Masters of the Universe. And Spider-Man. And, and, and yeah, be, already be putting money in for other things that you haven't even started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's the case. But overly I think ambitious the, Israelis. Indeed. Um, so Michael... Uh, at this point now commits grand theft auto takes the toyota 4runner mm-hmm. from the garage and makes his way to the airport because he now knows the truth his dad did send him birthday cards and letters mm-hmm. and wanted to be a part of his life his grandfather was a lying bastard and his mom for whatever reason kept him in an old purse in a drawer um, that's right i'm gonna go piss on her grave <laughs> maybe maybe when he gets back um so down we get down to the semifinals. That's eight people remaining. And remember, it is double elimination. Uh, Mike lands in Vegas. Uh, Cutler's goons are already there. They obviously flew private. Um, and I like the interviews they do, PL, with, oh, with the combatants. I mean, Great. that's a nice gimmick. And, it, you know, it gives you that uh, 
it gives you that personality profile of each of these guys. It's real. You're telling me. Okay. We can flip on ESPN today and see some poker bullshit. Yeah. Even some bull, some bowling nonsense, darts. These aren't darts. These aren't sports. <laughs> These are games. Yeah. These are not sports. You don't see anybody in the gym training for golf. If you do, they're a nerd. You don't see anybody training for cards at the gym. Get fucked. No. But you Get. will see oil can Harry yeah. and Blaster and Manipulator and Hot Rodder and Blaster and Jizzer and Spizzer and all these Sports guys. Cream guy. Sports cream guy. You'll see all these guys in the gym trying to get their guns. Yeah. This is the this is the cocaine eighties, baby, and like you win or you lose, man, there ain't no in between. You can lose pretty sure there's a, when you're done, but yeah. Pretty sure there's a jizzer in there somewhere. I thought so. Because <laughs> we see Lincoln take one terrible loss. Yeah, to Grizzly, I believe yeah, was Grizzly. the he was the Canadian champion. That's right. Oh, that's brutal. Brutal. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you got to remember, guys, he does lose, but this is a double elimination tournament. What? That's right. Just like me, just like Mike earlier in the movie. It's mere images. Uh, Rooker shows up, delivers a message to Cutler that uh, Cutler would like to speak to him in the presidential <laughs> suite. Uh, and then he goes up there. Uh, Cutler tells Hawk. We don't have to be enemies. And he's like, all he has is Michael. Hawk never had anything. Hey, but look what I got for you, bud. I got a new top-of-the-line rig and half a million dollars for you to get the hell out of here. Start a new life. Do Make your own family. And uh, you know, Hawk's like, you know what? When this is over, I'm coming back for Mike. And he doesn't care. He's going back on his word. Rooker tries to stop him, and then we get the the classic scene of Rooker getting thrown through the uh, French doors. What's and, the line here? He's like, Mr. Cutler's not done talking with you, or somewhere. Yeah. Well, I'm done. Or something, he like punches him yeah. through Just the glass. Right through the it's, doors. It's too bad yeah. Tim wasn't, like, behind him. Yeah. Like, like cowering uh, in fear. Yeah. Uh, and some of the glass like slit his throat. <laughs> Tim's crying. locked away wearing a gimp mask with an anal <laughs> with an anal plug from a gas tank from an oil tank up in Grizzly's oh, hotel room <laughs> over at the Tropicana. Like Jizzers there. Yeah, Jizzers in the corner. Beating it. He's already lost twice. Come on. Yeah, because in case you missed it, this is a double elimination tournament, and now we get to see some motor oil drinking, and now we're, we get the uh, Marauder song, "The Fight," which you okay? Were, can uh, I ask real quick? Where in this movie, yeah, is Texas strongman, badass, uh, legendary Japanese American gaijin wrestler? Scott Flash Norton. Scott Norton. Scott Flash yeah. Norton. He's in yeah, he, there somewhere. He's in there. He's in, briefly in, in one of the, like the little montages. You see him. Yep. Okay. In victory, I think we see former him former bodyguard for Prince, I believe. Ah, I mean, just a fortress door of a human being. You know, trained by Vern Gagne to become a oh. professional wrestler. 
insane. Um, and so this is all. Event. Oh wait, sorry. So we're talking about the the testimonials too, and like we see yeah. the prize. We see the prize itself, right? The, the truck. The I mean, truck. this is, this is like the the tournament for Lincoln to be in. I mean, the truck, the oh. money. Yeah. Well, he comes out of the trucker division, right? That's right. That's right. He's not a professional arm wrestler. He's a goddamn trucker, and and, and he, he fights his way through that division. Right. You don't need to be wasting his time with these karaoke tournaments or these, you know, win a cheese fondue set. Yeah. Like he doesn't need. He's he he saves himself for the big tournament, the big deal yeah. in Vegas, where it all goes down at the Hilton. Big truck at the Hilton for. Ten grand or whatever they give him as well. I think it's more than that, but yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, it's probably like twenty. Perhaps a hundred grand. Maybe a uh, hundred. Uh, so Mike gets there just before the semifinal start up. Bull Hurley versus Carl Adams. Harry Bosco versus Lincoln Hawk. These are our big last final four. Is this uh, one of the first times we see Lincoln actually confess on what goes through him? Yeah, he, right. He is or do we have we caught wind of this earlier in the film? I don't think we have. But like Not this yet. is where we really see why, what he does to shift into next gear, and when he yeah. turns the hat around, it's like flipping the switch. It's like flipping the switch, and he's he's the machine. He's like a truck, man. He's like a truck. It's like this it's, truck. It's complete symbiosis. Well, he beats Harry Bosco. Um, Bull wins his matchup. And the finals that were telegraphed early on at the diner <laughs> and in all the promotional material for the film. Uh, we get Hawk versus Bull in the finals. Go oh. figure. Go figure. Ball uh, Harley. Ball Harley. Ball Harley. Mike uh, then gets to his dad. Uh, it's like, hey, I want to be with you. And now it's now the tables have turned and it's Mike giving his dad the nobody meets you halfway pep talk. Oh. And you gotta remember, believe. Dad, remember when my spirit was molested by a ginger in a cafe, yeah. and I happened to defeat him. I let my spirit get up and kick him in his little fiery Cheeto nuts, and defeat that little bastard. Now he's actually killed himself, Dad. I bet you didn't know that, but I checked he's in. Totally dead. And he killed himself because his friends made fun of him, and basically because he couldn't beat me. And believe it or not, as much of a piece of shit white trash as that kid was, he was a man of his word. And he did kill himself because he could not beat me. So I want you to make Bull Hurley kill himself. Wow. <laughs> That's what I want you to go out there and do, Dad. He said all that in subtext. This, this is a I've, darker version of the movie. I've got a very serious question, though. We're, we're, we finally made it to the finals. It's been a long journey to get here. Uh, injuries and, and multiple deals that were offered that he should have taken that he didn't. People have died by suicide and, and botched heart transplants. I think it was a tit oh, job yeah. myself. Botched tit yeah. job. Yeah. But uh, is it still double elimination? I'm, I'm guessing that the turn... That's a great the, question. The finals must not be. The finals must oh. be sudden death because otherwise... Oh. Oh, they don't point that out though because no, they don't. They goddamn better. So will we get a sequel? Bull Hurley's Revenge. And he Uh, wants a he wants a rematch, man. Yeah, rematch. And maybe that maybe that was the master plan by Menachem. Like let's 
Let's leave that open. Yeah. Let's leave that open so we could come back with this because I know this is going to be a huge movie for Canon. Uh, people love Stallone. People love Kenny Loggins. Uh, aren't, we've right. got arm wrestling figures in the stores. This thing is going to be huge. Yes. It's going to be our Star Wars. It's going to be Who our Rocky. all did they make a figure of? They made Lincoln. They made Bull Hurley. I think Hurley. they just made Lincoln and Burley. Burley. <laughs> Burley, Burley. Burley. Was <laughs> they made Jizzer. I feel like they made a Jizzer. I feel like they made a Grizzly and a Mike. I don't know why. I, could I don't be think they made a Mike. They did not make I feel a like Mike. They made, I feel like they made a Mr. Cutler. They did not? No. I'm... I'm pretty sure they made a dead I, I, mom. They, Tim. No, they did not make Tim. Tim. Yeah, Tim was I remember having Tim actually. <laughs> that one was good. It came with like the cell glass, like where he's like on one side and you put Lincoln on the other side and like they have a phone that connects in the wall. It's a stool. Um, yeah, it's a stool. Ginger also has the stool. Uh Smasher comes with the motocross. Mike comes with a monkey. It's pretty good toy set, actually. It rivaled the Karate Kid toy set. Yeah, I felt same style. Yeah, it's it's a good thing we're not doing video here because. Uh, oh yeah, I'm laughing. Did you, just, did, you yeah. dro- did you drool over yourself, Chad? <laughs> it's been bad. It's, it's been, I've been great laughing a lot. That it's here. not video. Jizzer would be making a comeback. He would have already come back like several times. I've heard Jizzers come on some backs, but listen, oh, he's there. We've got uh, we've got the, the finals now. It's the five-time champ versus the underdog. Uh, this is where we get the promo where he talks about flipping the switch. Mike's coaching from the sidelines. Bull is trash-talking to psych Hawk out. And uh, the arms come apart the first time, so now, uh-oh, we got to bring in the strap. Hell yeah. Strap <laughs> So... They get they gimmick up this finals as as you would would assume they might have to. Um, Jason now gets to Michael, but he's like, "All right, you're, we're going home as soon as this is over." The crowd, I did not know arm wrestling was as popular as it was until I watched this movie because they are in a freaking frenzy. Who the hell's Jason? <laughs> Jason Cutler. His, Cutler. His, his oh, the, the father. The grandfather. Oh, that old bastard! I didn't think they let him in this joint. I forgot. He's up at the pre- you're out of control. Oh, that's right. No, he's in his presidential and house. suite. He's in the yeah, the, the whatever. He's the president of the Arm Wrestling Association. The fix is in. But that doesn't matter. His Lincoln fights and fights and he flips the switch. And Paul Hurley's bringing all his bullshit. And he's just crazy. And he's hurling it up. And it's just you think it's over. The strap is connected. There's no there's no out of this. You win or lose. Winner takes all oh. loser takes the fall. And to to emphasize it, it's doll done in slow mo. Um, slow mo for the big comeback. Ah, uh. Lincoln victorious in this country starts playing again. Uh, I uh. Did, did note that double elimination must not apply in the finals. Again, no. not pointed out. Again, I think Menachem was leaving the door open for a sequel. Hurley's revenge. Uh, Mike celebrates with Hawk. Cutler's like, oh, he's way too happy. I'm done. And he accepts his defeat finally. And then we get the little uh, chat between father and son where Mike's like, you know, now you could start your own company like you dreamed of. And we could call it Son and Hawk. 
Yeah. Stupidest name ever. Yeah. It's a horrible name. Horrible name, but it, they settle on Hawk and Son, uh, which is obviously stolen from Sanford and Son. Uh, we now cue the Take It Higher by Mr. Larry Green and the end credits roll. Take it higher. And yeah, what a peppy way. I would have named the company Mike Hawk's Rig Riders. Yeah, Rig Riders. Uh, yeah. I would have named so it popular. Mike Hawk's Son. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so we, PL, yeah. PL, if if you can please your final thoughts on over the top over the top will forever have a special place in my life because this is one of the most recent films that up to i would say just over a year ago I was able to share with my mother and convince her that it was based on a true story. <laughs> and she's, I, she still to this day thinks it's a true story. And, uh, and it's, it's became, it's, and she normally would not like Stallone. She thought, you know, he has a rubber face and she'd always like make his voice and like do like his mouth and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, mom, you need to like really like, you need to turn this attention and heat towards Seagal. Like that's the target here. Um, Stallone's an icon. He's a hero to gazillions. You just haven't seen the right Stallone project. And so, you know, mega blockbuster action star cliffhanger is one of my personal favorite films, uh, personally, but there's just an endless, filmography of Stallone classics, uh, Rocky, notwithstanding Rob Rambo, notwithstanding, <laughs> but it's over the top yeah. that truly, um, lets us see Stallone in a different light. And, and I, uh, I'm willing to say that this is, if not his most heartfelt movie, um, it's certainly, I would even go as far as to say his most family-friendly movie. Um, there's little to no cussing in this movie. There's no nudity. Um, it's a father-son setup, which is a dynamic that doesn't get enough attention or praise or you know care that it should. And so... I'm. I easily put this in my top five Stallone films of all time. It possibly could even be top three, um, which is absurd because you're sitting there thinking like, "Canon, this movie bombed. Um, it's silly. It's about arm wrestling. Like whatever. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. And it's a timepiece for the mid to late '80s and Americana." And what it was to be macho, and what it is to be macho, and what it is to be a man, and um, cocaine, <laughs> like, really fueled a lot of these guys, especially if you look at Grizzly. I mean, Grizzly <laughs> drinks car engine oil and eats yeah. the can. Eats the yeah. can. Was it Castrol? Yeah. Okay. So, like... 
show me where these guys exist nowadays. Yeah. You know, so like this is a visual masterpiece. It's a, it's, and it's definitely a visual museum of a of a lost era, and it it stands up, it holds up, and I would highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen this movie to pleasure themselves watching it <laughs> because it's that good it's that good and and i just i it 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 stands the test of time both musically visually story perform everything it's it's menahem's best film and it's canon's true underdog film and champion thank you thank you Chad, do you even want to attempt to follow that up? Or I mean, I, I'm just going to follow up on a couple of things PL said. It, it, you know, one of them being the the idea that this story it, it's it's about more than arm wrestling. It's about more than a guy in a in a truck, a semi truck, and a competition. is It's about a relationship between a father and a son, and and this is why the movie has, has meant so much to me over the years because. You know, I watched this movie with my father. I watched it with my older brother, and and we we absolutely adored this movie. You know, uh, thirty five years ago, whatever, however long it's been out, and obsessed over this movie. Watched it so many times, and repeated the lines over and over again, and sang the songs, and and had the the cassette tape soundtrack and all that shit. And and now I get the opportunity to do that with with my son. Being able to ask him and say, you know, what did you think of the film? And he was just like, it was awesome. And, yeah, and feeling feeling it. that feeling that euphoria of, of just like, ah, you know, I've, I'm doing a, a good job <laughs> at, so far at this point uh, yeah. in raising this kid right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a, one of those movies that's magical. It's an adventure every time I watch it because I love it so much. And I'm biased for it, but it'll always be among my favorite kind of like, you know, just like a comfort films. Yeah. So, Let me ask you, Chad, what, uh, what military school are you sending your son to? Uh, somewhere in Switzerland, probably. Oh, it's nice. Okay. <laughs> Great. Well, they train with halberds. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Make him a falconer. He'll be set. Oh, dude, just fucking send that bird out. Yeah. It's going to be great. I love it. All right. Well, yeah. That was there great. It is. No, I love that. I love that. I love that you share that with your son. Um, and to you, Brain. Yes. Please. Final thoughts. My final thought, you know, over the top. Sometimes we do shows on movies here, and I'm like, I, I'll, I'll watch them for the, for the purposes of the show. And I think, God. Uh, this was not as good as I remember. We're over the top. Every time I rewatch this movie, I enjoy it more and more and more. And even though it has flaws, we pointed some of them out. We, I probably pointed all of them out, but I love it. It's a, it's just a great movie. It's like, you know, you said it, you know, it's a family friendly Canon movie. Stallone's probably his fam most family friendly movie. And, uh, I I'd watch it right now again. If you all want to hang out for 90 minutes and watch it with me. Uh, but, I would love to. You know, it's just great. And, yeah, you know, the soundtrack is 
constantly in my rotation and it probably always will be. So wonderful movie for our 100th episode. A milestone has been achieved. And thank you, Mr. Paul London, for joining us. We wanted something special for this and you certainly gave it to us. No, thank you guys for hanging out. And And, and is he gone? God. Just like that. Just like that. You know, no, no, no! I'm man. back! I'm back! I'm He's back! back. Yeah. Thank okay, I was off the screen for too long. No, thank you he guys for letting me. I did. I, I, I teased your hawks, and I <laughs> just, yeah, no, thank you guys for letting me come and share my, my love for this film. It's just, it's a overlooked classic, and it should be enjoyed. Um, I don't think it takes place near any holidays, but I think this is the ultimate. This is the perfect. Yeah, good Father's film. Day. Be yeah. a good oh, Father's yeah. Day Great weekend. Father's Day film. Hell, even a good Mother's Day movie. Um, and I, I just, uh, yeah, I think, depending on your relationship with your mom. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great film. It should be enjoyed pretty much at any holiday. Um, and I'm just so thankful that you guys let me come and share my love for this canon, Menachem Golan, Yoram Globus classic. It. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold wanted to be a part of this, but he was not, he was too big. Yeah. He's, Sylvester yeah. Stallone, he's the real money bags. Would so you? We need to give him fifteen million out of a twenty-five million dollar budget. Would you say that this movie is the uh, Sally Two Shoes of canon films? Just always leaves you pleasured and. Oh yeah, rest in peace, Sally Two Shoes. Yeah, she. She was quite the lot of lizards. She made her way up around New Mexico, Arizona territory. Uh, yeah, I would say this. This, I would, I would. It would bother me to think of anybody not enjoying this film, and I would be curious as to why. And I'd be willing to bet that those are outside reasons that have nothing to do with what you see on screen here or what you hear, because this movie is about as perfect as cinema can be, and... And I think it'll stand the test of time forever. Um, Amen. Has it been on Blu-ray? I'm not too yes, sure. Sh- yes, has. sir. Okay. I own it. And w- with features and whatnot? I don't believe it had any uh, special features, no, unfortunately. You know, but in a way, that's... It that helps adds keep to that. Yeah, that it, it, it really does. You know, like, you don't, you don't... It doesn't need to be dissected. You know, it really allows us to dissect it as we want and as we wish and as we do and as we did and, think, and as we did and I think that's the reason it's it holds such a special place in each of our hearts Chad I love that you're sharing this with your son um, it's just such a where else are you going to get that outside of Indiana Jones 3 right you, know? so. you, you get to uh, you get a lot of moments you know as a father and uh this is a moment I've been waiting for for a few years. Where I'm like, I can't wait to watch Over the Top with my son. So this gave me a good like, opportunity. Does for this it. mean I am I supposed to hate you at some point? <laughs> no, no, we we actually spent quite a quite a bit of time after that talking about the logistics of the Over the Top move. Oh, which genius. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. genius. I love it. I love it. Um, so your son enjoyed it. I'm happy to hear He that. loved it. Yeah, he enjoyed it a lot. Well, I hope he keeps the tradition going, Chad. I hope this movie never fades away. And he's he a won't. massive Kenny Loggins fan, by the way. Oh, he's great. Does he have a favorite? 
you know, I have, so I have, you know, I've got these playlists of all these action songs and stuff. And we'll play games as we're driving. I'll say, you know, who do you think will come on next? And I'll say, uh, Kenny Loggins. Okay. So Danger Zone is his favorite Kenny Loggins song for sure. Oh, but uh, nice. it's, hard to, it's hard to beat that for a nine-year-old. But meet well, me halfway. My God. It's oh, so good. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect song. Perfect song. Uh, Danger Zone was my Japanese entrance music when I first went to Japan. Oh, shit. Yeah. Courtesy of Zero One. It's one of those Hashimoto classics. Where it's like, I think you use Danger Zone. A very American. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I imagine you listen to the soundtrack fairly often as well, right, Brain? Absolutely. Steady rotation. It's in my YouTube list, and yeah, I will. Uh, I was actually listening to it right before we started recording tonight to, to get me in the mood. Not that I needed okay. it, but a little extra never hurt. Did you get yeah, a pump in, though, when you're. Listen to it. Listen, that's that's so. personal information. Oh. Kid, if I couldn't pump you, I'd kill myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff. Thank you, guys. This is really awesome. I hope to uh, have some extra bit of time, and uh, I got some shows coming up. September 15th, I'll be back in Cleveland. Oh, and... more? And, yeah, you'll be in Cincinnati as well. The week after. That's right. So you're going to get your double dose. Double. Two weekends double in a deuce. row. CL. Oh, that's, that's going right. to be something. The double deuce. That's right. You're going to watch out for it. And, uh, you know, hell, I might just stay the whole goddamn week. Oh. oh. It won't happen. Don't, probably don't tease us. <laughs> yeah. Don't well, tease us anymore. Yeah, because you're in those parts too, ain't you, Chad? I am. I'm about. I'm like a you know an hour north of Cincinnati. Woo! Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Get a little uh, steak and shake or high tower chili or what's it called? Skyline. Skyline. Pure (laughs) diarrhea, right there, buddy. High tower diarrhea. (laughs) Diarrhea. Uh, High tower. Um. Yeah, you guys are great. Isn't I he from Police Academy? Rest in peace. Yes, I got it, pal. <laughs> All right. You like how I just say rest in peace? I just assume he's dead. I don't uh, think he is. But a good guess. Somebody well, else in the movie is, I'm sure. I'm sure. Police Academy? Um, <laughs> no, this is great. You guys are fun. As always, I'm really thankful for your time. And um, I'm just really honored we got to do this. And... Uh, I'll just leave it with this one little tidbit. If you see it get used on TV, you'll know that you that they stole it from this. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no secret. I think today's professional wrestling is crap. Um, however, I've always had this idea that if AEW was on drugs and willing to hire me and let me be a consultant, manager, image maker for Brian Cage, I would personally market Brian Cage as an arm wrestling champion. And I would push him very much like a Bull Hurley in this scenario and get him away from the groups and get him away from the panties that he wears that makes him look stupid. Like this guy should be in jeans and cutoffs Mm -hmm. 
and he should look like a hillbilly fucking bulldozer. And and you actually have him going out on television every week doing an arm wrestling challenge. That's how you get this guy over. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's how you get this guy over. You 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 play up his strengths and his size, but as an arm wrestling champion. And you make it a legit thing, similar to Brawl for All. And I think it could really do something for for a rest, for a professional wrestling television program that would lend itself endless amounts of credibility um, to these guys being legit strongmen and, and badasses. Now, if they aren't that in real life, then the whole pro, the whole thing's bullshit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I would I would be I I would like to see. A Brian Cage uh, type who looks like that kind of douchebag, bad guy, 80s um, henchman or whatever. Put in a situation where you could highlight the things that he's good at and then make him different. And I think making him a Bull Harley type character would do wonders for him. Can't do any worse than he's already done, right? So... um, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on that, but I would have the arm wrestling thing up with like the pegs and like make it legit, and I would see what could be done with that. Yeah, I think I want to say Bill Watts did something like that when he took over WCW. They had like Sounds an familiar. arm wrestling tournament. Um, and, yeah. and you know, any chance to get to Scott Flat Schnorton a cameo on the show? Oh my be, god, would it be a bad be, thing? No, it'd be huge. Well, that obviously that company has I don't know how many. Uh, legitimate tough guys that are there, but uh, there's probably not many. And no. when you, have, when you have a guy that, yeah, when you have a guy that looks like that, and see to me, like what makes a guy look like a fucking badass is when he wears normal clothes. Exactly. Tough. Yes. Like that dude is, he's like ripping through his clothes. Like those right. are normal jeans. I wear jeans. Right. I don't look like that. You know what I mean? Jeans. Jeans. Damn. <laughs> I want to see him in clothes, that, right? And just be a freakish man in clothes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm on board, man. I think it would be uh, interesting. Can I come with you? By the way. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> we need to have that arm wrestling referee who knows what the rules are. You know, double elimination. Double elimination. Double elimination. Not in this Until case. This would be finals. sudden death. Until Come the on. finals. Until yes. the finals. That's right. Yeah. And then they would have fucking Britt Baker beat him. Um, <laughs> so probably Orange Cassidy. Oh, <clears throat> denim useless. Um, <laughs> yeah, enough of that, I guess. But that's always been kind of a creative uh, thought. For, for him in particular, because Cage is a buddy of mine, but he's a lug at the same time. Um, so, Bull Hurley, he is not. Blaster. He's yeah. more of a blast. He's more of a smasher, blaster, jizzer type. Um, now, you guys are wonderful. Thank you. Uh, if anyone wants to pay attention to any of my stupidity and nonsense, I'm on Instagram or Twitter at LondonFoo, L O N D O N. F-U, that's like the city, and that's like Kung Fu, London Fu, 
that's all. That's it. All right. Well, yeah, follow you because you're you're taking bookings. You're out there. You're on the road. I am. I'm heading to Tennessee tomorrow. I got Bristol, Tennessee all weekend show and seminar and songs and uh, <laughs> maybe some Robbie's ribs if I'm lucky and uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, and then uh, following, yeah, following week I'll be in New Jersey. Next month I'll be in Cleveland, Cincinnati, uh, Compton. All the I hit up I hit up all the cool spots. <laughs> From coast to coast and border to border, Paul London in action. So pay attention to his Twitter again, London Foo, or Instagram also London Foo. Thank you again, PL. I know you're a busy man. As you just said, you got a flight to catch tomorrow. And we want to thank you for being a part of this special one hundredth episode. Kenny Loggins said it best. This is it, people. One hundred. We've hit it. And uh, Chad, did will he say be... that? Well, he said this is it. Um, oh, he said all seven. that. He, he said, said all that other shit. Yeah. No, the hell I, of a quote. Hell of a quote. Yeah. I added it. I added it. Uh, so yeah, we'll paraphrasing. You, we'll let you go, PL. But yeah, Kenny Loggins did say it best. This is it. I will now add in. This is it. And Chad, you and I will come back to wrap things up. PL, again, thank you. Thank we'll you be back guys. with more of the Bulletproof Podcast right after this. Chad, always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you. Hey, it, the pleasure's mine. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Hey, Talk soon. You're always welcome. Hey, likewise. Yeah, we got to go bananas yeah. one of these days. Oh, going bananas is the way to go. We got to do it. <laughs> Maybe for our April Fool's episode. All right, guys. Yeah. You guys have fun. I'll talk soon. We'll see you guys soon. All right, back here on the Bulletproof Podcast, Chris the Brain and Chad Cruz. Again, want to thank Paul London for joining us uh, as things got uh, out of control, as expected, Chad. I mean, we, we said he was going to be over the top. He certainly was. Yeah, he was super over the top, and uh, we love it, and we love him. He's always welcome back. Um, I don't know if I drank too much rum, but I had a blast. I, had I didn't have time. any alcohol and I enjoyed myself. Yeah. So that's, good. I guess, a good sign. Uh, we do want to talk about bulletproofaction.com again. We are celebrating our ninth anniversary later this month. We talked about it at the top of the program. We were going to have a big countdown of the great new image movies of, of the 90s and early 2000s. They really were the, the, the company that followed in the footsteps of Canon. Right, right. Um, so, you know, they kind of carried on that tradition and, and built up enough juice i guess and, and power that they started making bigger movies with as millennium i mean you got the expendables you got london has fallen and olympus has fallen and they resurrected rambo i mean so but without new image kind of bridging that gap you may not have had that so definitely want to give them their their props and we will do so with some special guests on august 29th so check that out Paul London told you about his Twitter and Instagram, London Foo. Um, you can also listen to him on his two podcasts, Territory Marks and Cinemarks. And I, I just got that news that he's going to be here in Cleveland again. 
That's awesome. Uh, but I already knew this one because it's Saturday night, September 23rd in Williamsburg, Ohio. That is in the Cincinnati area at 7 p.m. It is the Battle in Berg 3 at Williamsburg High School. It's going to be Paul London and our old friend Aaron Williams oh. teaming up to take on this team of Ron Mathis and Bruce Gray. And they are an excellent tag team, as much as they I are. may hate to say that. But they are excellent, and it would be interesting for a team like that taking on the first-time team of London and Aaron Williams. Uh, we also will have EC3 versus Lord Crew, and at that point, EC3 may be the NWA heavyweight champion of the world. That's right. Yeah, I've seen that online. And, and uh, I mean, this is uh, – what an event, really, for, for that for that area, especially, because um, if you're going to put Paul London in the ring with anybody, you're going to put him in with Aaron Williams, who's, who's essentially wrestled anybody and everybody on the indie circuit. And – if there's somebody out there on the indie circuit who probably should be in a bigger place, uh, it's Aaron Williams. And um, I don't want to overlook Ron Mathis and Bruce Gray because uh, two, what I would consider friends in the wrestling industry, um, not two guys that I talk to often, but two guys that I uh, respect greatly. And, and uh, I guarantee they'll have a fun match. They will. They're they're an excellent tag team. I uh, may not agree with all their tactics, but they certainly are a, a great team, and I'm looking forward to seeing them. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can see them as well. You could get your tickets at thebattleinberg.com. Um, I'll be there as well, Chad Cruz, and I've been informed that I will be doing the commentary right then and there at the no show shit. as it's going down. So I am looking forward to that. I have not done commentary at ringside in over a decade so i'm very excited about it um i'm wondering if i could get uh mr london to join me on a match and see how mm-hmm. off the rails that could go <laughs> and uh hopefully maybe you could stop by depending yeah. on the schedule we're obviously definitely would love to say that i think our, our i believe ryan campbell's planning on being there um oh man so you know it's going to be a little uh, hwa reunion for us i love it i think it's a great idea all right. Well, again, another great idea would be for you guys to go to bulletproofaction.com. Follow us on social media. We're at Bulletproof Pod on Twitter and at Bulletproof Action on Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. Um, and uh, anything else you want to say on our 100th episode before we wrap it up? Thanks for 100 episodes. Absolutely. Can we do 100 more? I hope not. <laughs> That's the spirit, Chad. That's the spirit. All right. Thank you, everybody. And obviously, you know, to get us to 100 episodes, all our special guests that we've had over these 100 episodes and everybody who's checked us out or just even spread the word about this program uh, to people you might not like that much. Uh, Whatever reason you did it, we appreciate it. And uh, as always, stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. listening to the Geekscape Network.